three, two, one. Welcome to Breaking Balance. Redefining work, success, and life balance for all sales and marketing professionals. They are international speakers and coaches straight out of Jersey and the home of Spark Tank Media. Here is your host and co-host, Jeff Lobb and Nikki Brand. All right, here we go again, Breaking Balance. I'm excited to be here with Nikki Brand, um, host partner in crime over here. Let's do it. We're ready to roll. Um, so we got another great uh, episode. We have an awesome guest. Um, I know. I'm so excited. Our, our guests are our, our guests are really what makes this makes this happen. Um, so I do want to introduce you real quick, and then I'll kind of let you take over and, yeah, and run the show it. a little bit. But uh, we have Molly McKinley today. Molly McKinley, um, dear friend and colleague for many many years. Um, mm-hmm. She wears so many hats and, and so many things, and I can't wait to dive in. But your current role, Vice President of Brand Strategy at Rate My Agent, but we go way back. So welcome, Molly. Today. Hi, Molly. Hi guys, nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. So um, I'll kick this off just because we go way back and I still never forget our one very um, special moment at the event that we had. And if you recall, I have to think of which location it was, but where we had our 15 minute <laughs> chat by the pool, where we were yeah, sitting, that was Las Vegas. feet up, that was shoes the off. Conference. Yeah, conference leading our in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, right? Um, yeah, so- um, yeah, That was actually one of my all time favorite conference moments. It was, me Ever. too. And just a quick story, we were just in the middle of all the heated conference and business and stuff. And I, I saw her sitting out there, probably in her Zen mode, right? Um, kicking up just feet up on a, on a lounge chair in the sun. Whoa. And I was in my jacket and suit on, kicked off shoes, jacket. Yeah. We just yeah. sat and we had 15 minutes of just normal, like, let's just talk real. Molly and Jeff real. Right. And real. it was so, like, I don't forget that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that matter, you know? I so. Why don't you tell our, our audience that's listening, you know, a little bit about your backstory, and then we have some really great questions we'd love for you to answer for us. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I am an art history, fine art major. And I think it's always funny um, to start there because, um, you know, I use design every single day and sort of my love of art um, shows up in, in everything I touch. But Um, I used to run art galleries in San Francisco, um, you know, dabbled in interior design. And um, then I helped launch Adobe products for um, almost eight years um, when I was in high tech public relations. So, um, you know, really um, strong foundation in PR. Um, So sort of that, and now I sort of apply the art, the PR, that third party social proof, um, really into every marketing strategy that I design. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really is kind of critical how, although disparate on the surface, that connective tissue of, of art and interior design and tech marketing is, is I use every day. So, yeah. Awesome. I love that. The connectedness from your art degree into tech marketing now, like it's, it's like taking what you've learned and moving with it with your life. Right. Oh yeah. Right. And I mean, like I'm an old school PR person at heart, right? Like I like get the fact that when other people are talking about you and it just has so much more weight and merit because of our humanity and the psychology around other people validating you is so much stronger than any time we speak um, for ourselves. 
Um, it's just how we're hardwired. And so, um, you know, really applying, even though I don't really do a lot of PR per se anymore, that essence of how can we validate this? How can we socialize this? And how can we really tell a story that is, um, you know, that leverages social proof? So. I think the key word that you said, Molly, is validation. I am a huge um, believer in that as well. When you validate someone and mm-hmm. their feelings or their doings, they in return seem not only feel better, but want to do more, do better. So would you yeah. say in business that validation is a real key part for you? Oh, I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, anytime I take on a new project, my first question is I always want to like get some real legitimate feedback. What do you think? Is this valuable? Right. Because if it's not valuable, then I can't tell a compelling story. Right. And so always making sure that the products um, I've had, I've made a few mistakes. Um, Jeff knows, but, um, for the most part, that's our life stories right yeah. there. The mistakes along the way, right? That's it. Right. You got to pick yourself up and learn from it and, you know, push forward. But, you know, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a storyteller at heart. That's the other part that the PR, you know, is, has really brought into my marketing tool set is, you know, like how, how do you tell a compelling story? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, but not just compelling, but connective, um, and something that is going to not just appeal to the, the, the brain and the, uh, qual- the quantitative aspects of, of marketing, but really the quality and the heart of marketing. Um, and that's something, you know, I have been, you know, it's something that I've been leaning into harder and harder the older I get because I, I, I do now know because I have a data story to validate. It's that's that's how you actually build a, a valuable brand. You know, is is when you connect um, at the heart. So. so I have a question. So during your process of making it, like you came up with, I thought it was a genius. Um, theme called the undisruptible, right? Or the undisruptible mm-hmm. theme. I really love that. When you're trying to create that, like what's the process you go through? Because I mean, that thing took off. We got a lot of influencers to participate in that. Like you really blew that up. How does that start? Does it start like just on paper? Is it starting your brain? Where do you start with that process? That undestructible campaign was actually a conversation. Um, it started, I was meeting Mark Armstrong. He's the, um, the founder of Rate My Agent. And he and I were at a trade show together at a small little dive bar in a corner um, somewhere. And we were talking about just, you know, at the time, obviously he was trying to, to convince me to come to Rate My Agent. And, um, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't certain I was going to do that. But we were talking about the the industry and what was happening, and you know, I was at the, I had just left another meeting where everybody was just talking about all of the disruption, everything you know around the swirling around of everything that's going to take a business you know take business away from agents, and you know I have had really amazing experience from a consumer's perspective with agents that I wouldn't have been able to do on my own, and so I really was like. I don't think an agent is disrupting, you know, technology is a yes. And right. Like 
agents can be undisruptible, you know, and we kind of just wrote it on a napkin and that's how it started. Um, you know, and, you know, knowing this industry and knowing what people care about and what they're talking about, um, and knowing how to build strategic campaigns, um, that that's, that's why it took off. I just love where the ideas come from. So it's just, I had to, I had to ask, cause I never got to ask you. Yeah, no, a really dark divey bar. I think, I don't know if that was San Francisco or what, but yeah. There's plenty of them there. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it's interesting that you say undisruptable because I guess we're looking at a disrupted time, right? 2020, you know, so many people, so many lows looking for the small wins throughout the year. And here we are new year, some same stuff, right? Here we are over zoom. We're not together. Yeah. Um, when you think getting back to the basics, cause that's what I'm hearing from you, like getting back to the basics. Yeah. Is that what this is about really to, to grow and brand strongly? Would you suggest? Yeah. I mean, I am a human first marketer, right? Mm-hmm. I am really not interested in removing humanity from the message. Um, and I think that is something that has come full circle. Like when we think about marketing and what a brand actually means, a brand was a replacement for the human face, right? So I love in um, Douglas Rushkoff's book, um, it's in Team um, Human and also in Throwing Rocks from a Google Bus, but he talks about this idea of the Quaker oats, right? And how the Quaker used to be the guy behind the counter where you would go and purchase your oats and you would trust and you would know that person, right? Mm -hmm. But in the advent where we have gotten supply chains and gotten further, further away from the actual person who, you know, grows and sells the oats, you need that thing to stand in, right? And that's what a brand is. It's Mm -hmm. a stand in for a face. And if we remember that, right, and we we apply that lens, then we think about branding in a much different thing, in a much different way, because it still has to convey trust, it has to convey authority, I mean, it has to convey all of the things that you would do face to face, the handshake, if you will. And I think somehow we water down what a brand truly needs to do. And um, we think of it as a logo or a tagline, but unless those things do that thing, that face-to-face human-to-human connection, it's just always going to be flat. That's really good advice. Yeah, that's really, really good out there. You know, uh, you know, our base really is sales and marketing professionals. And I know a lot of people believe in the disruption and they believe in, you know, the new way and um, to talk going back to what the brand really is, that there is that, there's that soul right behind it. There's that Mm -hmm. idea, there's the story. So Mm -hmm. to develop that in a human level is more of that human connection that I feel like getting back to that basic is so I I think so many people get caught up in what you just said, Molly. They get caught up in that whole, it's a logo, it's a slogan, it's some buzzword and really doesn't have any meaning deeper than that. Um, mm-hmm. I think you said it best human first human. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we got to lead with our humanity and I mean, and that was really present to me in the nineties. So when I was doing high tech PR um, in San Francisco, it's like the height of the dot com, and you would read these press releases and every single press release had the exact same words, you know, that, you know, faster, easy, you know, cheap, you know, it's like, and it was just like, no, you would read, I'm like, I have no idea what this is saying. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody's saying the exact same thing, which mm-hmm. means you mean nothing to anyone, right? You're wow. just creating noise. Now, now fast forward, you know, 2021, when you have everything is getting chaotic and pinging and, and poking you and all this stuff, right? And for a consumer who's actually overwhelmed with consumption, mm-hmm. you can't break through to that. And so, oh. you know, that's the, you know, so whether it's back to the basics or it's using the, the best parts of technology to tell that face forward story um, or whatever. But I, you know, I think it's just really easy to remember that we live in chaos. And yeah. so, and I think like the centering ourselves going back <laughs> and, and speaking of centering, we'll see if this is the centered for all of us is, you know, our children and, and trying to <laughs> right trying to move forward on all um, our success in the workplace, Molly, because you've been so successful um, trailblazer. Um, you, you wear a lot of hats and I'm sure there's people out there going, okay, this woman really knows her stuff, but how the hell does she balance her three kids at home? You have a 17 year old, a 15 year old and a 14 year old. Now I know they're in, you're in like the thick of high school ish, right? And that's a lot going on there. Online learning, whatnot. How, what's the balance? Is there balance? What's it define? How do you define that? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's usually the reaction we get. Yeah. That, that's why we have this show. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm not going to paint this as some sort of rosy picture, right? right? I mean, the image that's coming to mind is the, you know, where you're juggling all the plates on the sticks, mm-hmm. right? Or the monkeys right. in the tree with all the different hats you know, and, you know, I've got a whole bunch of work stuff that I care deeply about, you know, that I'm trying to show up for, but I also am like acutely present that my time is numbered with my kids. I remember a quote saying like, you only have 18 summers and then they're gone, you know, and (laughs) I'm there, right. My oldest is turning 18 in April. He's graduating and he's leaving and like, he's not sticking at home. He's actually probably going to join the military, which is an interesting, um, um, choice, but he's, that's what he wants to do. And so he's going. So, um, you know, I sometimes thrive and feel like, yes, I can do this. And sometimes I, throw myself on the bed and I'm like, I'm failing everybody, (laughs) you know? So, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know if balance is the right word for my life. I think it's just trying to be present um, when I can be, but it's really trying to remember and remind myself to be present so that whatever I'm doing in this moment, I'm doing Um, the awareness, but Yeah. yeah, we talk about that a lot. So what, so here's, here's the tough question that I think all of us, we all feel the same. So when you throw yeah. yourself and you're on the bed and you're trying to figure out like, I'm failing everybody. Cause we all, yeah. I can admit, we, I go there too. Like maybe mm-hmm. just not on the bed. It's a different, it's a different mental breakdown some days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What gets you back up? What triggers you to get back up and do it better and step up and it's your trigger. Because I, I fundamentally believe that life is a gift you know, that we're in these bodies and it is an absolute gift to be able to show up every day. And so, you know, just a genuine love for life, I, you know, trying to show up for my kids, you know, trying to, um, 
create, you know, for me, that's what business building is all about. It's about creation, um, you know, and, you know, it's just when it's hard, it's hard, but hard isn't bad. Hard is just hard. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. Hard is just hard. I love yeah. that. How so are you? Just keep going. I mean, I got to believe too, we've, we talk about it quite a bit about our kids, you know, not in their right frames of mind and they're dealing with so much emotional roller coasters. I mean, are you feeling that cool. same with virtual and schooling and life and then sports? Tell us what, how you deal with that. Oh yeah. So um, yeah. So my kids are not thriving <laughs> in the um, virtual world. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned a lot about my children. Um, my daughter's over here listening, but um the need for structure is actually huge um, in our family. Agreed. So Agreed. we have no structure right now for them. And, you know, we live on a farm and we have no really crappy internet on the farm. So I have a little office space. We rent the top um, floor of a house. Um, and so I'm trying to, you know, if I don't make my kids come to the office for school, then they're home, you know, trying to work with all these you know, we spend hundreds of dollars on all these like hotspots and Wi-Fi yes, and all kinds yes, of crazy yes, stuff. It's, it's yes. a nightmare. It's, nightmare. you know, I'm not going to lie. It's, but the worst part for them, I feel like this year has been a bust academically. You know, I have, um, it, it just don't, it, it's just a lot of sleeping for me. The worst is these asynchronous days where, you know, you're getting in a rhythm and then you're out for two days and then you're in for, I mean, it's just, I just feel like we could do so much better. Um, I agree with like you. Like we're really missing the boat here with the virtual 100%, school thing. percent Molly. Yep. I agree with you hundred percent. And as parents trying to quote balance, you know, working and, you know, having life experience with our kids. I mean, listen, yours are, you know, 17, 15, like they're in the heart of life experience that you don't get back. And that's how I feel with mine. I, I look at them and I want to cry. Cause I'm like, this is, I always said like, this is it <laughs> when you're out of college, it, not to say this is like it where it's not fun anymore, but right. this is the adolescence of life. And so it is really frustrating as a parent. I I'm with you. You are mm-hmm. not alone in your yeah. feelings. Let me tell you, I, I, I agree. Most days I'm frustrated and it is tough then to worry, come home. Very difficult. And be mommy, the, the, daddy. The limitations are what frust- frustrates me a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're going to have, you know, kids, like I said, experiencing, we're missing the school plays. We're missing the things that made them really remember those things. I'm, I'm missing, I got my son finally playing college ball. We can't show right. up as a parent. Right. I got to watch it on live stream. I got to watch right. it on my phone. Yeah. Like here's the chance yeah. I waited all my life yes. to see my kid. Yes. Go, and I got to watch it on a screen somewhere because yes. we can't show up. So like those yeah. things, you know, we'll all be fine. We'll grow from it. But, yeah. you know, I think right. it's a, a challenge. And I, you know, I'm a sports guy. You ha- are your kids still in the sports? I know you got a whole bunch of stuff that was going on there too. Yeah, right? actually my, um, my oldest, this is a varsity lacrosse player. So we have a game and we're actually tonight, actually, and we're, we're allowed to go back, which is oh, great. Right. Um, and then my youngest is a very competitive hockey goalie. So we actually awesome. do travel with him. Um, And that has kind of saved him because, you know, he is able to connect with his friends um, online. They play games together and then they have hockey. So I think he's probably the one who has adjusted best to this. Um, And I, and I actually attribute that to still getting his needs met um, through sports. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, 
yeah, juggling like the travel with hockey and, you know, and just everybody for me, it's dinner, you know, it's, that's the, the biggest challenge for, for me. I'm always trying to win. Wait till you hear this. <laughs> Jeff and I did a podcast about that subject and we actually did a hashtag what's for dinner challenge because every night yes. it was a shit show for dinner. <laughs> Excuse my language. It was hundred percent. We actually, so the challenge was maybe we'd love to see if you yeah. jump in on it and we, we fell off the wagon for about a week. We have mm-hmm. to go back on. We, we made a yeah. commitment that on Sunday nights, we're going to sit with our kids and we yes. pan out Monday through whatever. And I don't care if it's just, yeah. you know, it's an order in, or it's going to, I don't care if it's macaroni and cheese, right. but it's, we it's planned it out. So we didn't have to go home and have that battle <laughs> of who's what, what's for dinner tonight. What's for dinner? What do you cook? Right. I don't, I don't because know. It's seven thirty at night. There's the stress of dinner. What to make? What is it? Do we even have it? Kids are hungry. They're running around. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. adds to the stress of the day. It's like one less thing to be stressed about if we could figure it out. So maybe you want to hop on our hashtags. <laughs> well, I am a hundred percent with you. I I try to do food shopping um, on the weekend for the entire week um, and plan meals for the entire week. And it is often that I make my dinner that morning or the night before, so that when I and because right my agent is in Australia, so we have late meetings. Mm-hmm. So right. I, yeah, if I am finishing up at six 30, I get home at seven, I've got to run and take care of my chickens and my goats and all kinds of stuff. So if the kids haven't put the dinner in the, in the oven, right. then we're not going to eat till eight. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like, that's where it's like all hands on deck. I need you guys to step up and stand in and do your part. Actually, my kids are all amazing chefs. My, you know, my oldest is great. My son, my daughter is an incredible baker. Wow. So like they actually that have helps. some kitchen, some <laughs> kitchen skills. Yeah. But, um, my trick is I will put it either do like a slow cook something in the morning or like cook something the night before, but that prep has to happen or, or we just eat too late. This is, this so. is a common theme, Jeff. That's right. I a mean, common theme. I did, I did buy my ninja, um, air cooker and all that stuff too. I, so I mine works. <laughs> does your, does your, have you pressed start yet? Yes, I pushed start. Yeah, yeah, I have used it. Yeah, I use it for my chicken and broccoli now because I'm on a whole different gig too. But mm-hmm. um, but well, we, I think the kids knowing the kids knowing what's on the menu, if you yes, will, because there's right. no more high, there's no school menu, and there's no more what's for dinner. They could at least start like last night. I think it was no, it was last night. My 13 year old made dinner. He made pork chops and mac and cheese, right, and right. really impressive. And he was like stoked about it. Um, and I was like, wow, okay. you pulled this off and it's cooked and it's done. And yeah. Um, well, my kids well, think I'm ridiculous, but I always am like, guys, it's a life skill and this is non-negotiable. Like you God. need to cook, you know, you need to be able to house. Yeah. Like, my college kid is, he's, he's messaging me on, he, I'm going shopping. I'm picking what kind of, what else can I make with chicken? And he's doing the cooking in the dorm rooms. So yeah. maybe, maybe he's cooking for everybody, but <laughs> that's fine. So um, I think yeah. that's good. You're right. This is where we got to get them to evolve. This right? is life skills. Yeah. I always say to my my kids are failing life skills 101, probably because of me half the time, but it is that it is a life skill. And I completely agree with you, Molly. Um, I wanted before, you know, we, we, end. I really want to talk about now here you are, you're, you know, your VP of a big company and your mom and you're juggling everything. You're also launching a book. And I, I think it's a fabulous title. Please tell us about it. And so we can talk about it. 
Yeah, it's called The Intentional Business, A Path to Purpose and Prosperity. And it really is a culmination of my experience over the last 25 years. Um, the last 15 years, I've been a yoga teacher um, and really doing lots of um, advanced spiritual studies. And when I'm learning about all of these things, um, I'm like, oh man, if only this were applied in business, right? Or if only if I had, I kept having those connections where the spiritual um, and yogic philosophies applied to what I know about creating and business building, um, you know, it just my lights were, were firing. And so it really is um, about that. It's layering this knowledge that I've acquired, uh, you know, along with how business and marketing is done and, I call it the intentional business because we actually are all co-creators, whether we are doing it consciously or subconsciously with our thoughts, with our words and our actions. And so helping people learn some of these basic laws of the universe, if you will, and apply that to what you are doing every day. Um, I just think it's garbage that we spend most of our best hours at work and mo and then we reserve like small amounts of hours for like the soul stuff. And, you know, so like, how do we pull that forward, the soul, our humanity, all of that into the works so that we actually are building businesses that matter and that can change the world. Um, and that's the kind of thing that I care about. So that is beautiful. Beautiful. You are speaking my love language, <laughs> Molly. Let me tell you, energy is attracted to like energy, right? It's all around us. So, you know, when yeah. you can focus on that purpose and passion of something that matters and couple it with your work and your family, then you really have that, that purposeful, soulful life that we're all seeking, right? Like that's what it's about. It is. You, uh, you uh, I think, uh, does this all stem from your, I mean, you have your, your side hustle on top of all of this, you have your side hustle too, which I've received some beautiful gifts from it. Is it, it's called intention, intentionalities. Intentionalities. Yeah. And um, you know, I am a wannabe herbalist just because I love nature and plants. So started getting into custom blends based on like, okay, how do plant materials support what you're trying to accomplish you know, and so each intentional intentionality um, tea blend um, has plant material that supports the intention, whether it's gratitude or love or peace oh or, or wellness. Um, but have started getting into um, one. I, it's something that I kind of feel like is my life's work. And I, I call this goodness loops. And it's how does your business give back? And so now my side hustle has actually become my vehicle for me to give um, and to um, uh, you know, promote charitable causes. So my teas now all give back to a specific cause. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, again, we can give and create goodness loops with whatever excess, whatever scrap we have, um, because that excess is our opportunity, um, to share. And instead of sort of taking sort of a wasteful approach and things just, you know, end up on the floor, right? Like, how do we take what we're not using and, 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 or, or what we have, um, you know, extra to share. Um, so that's kind of where that, that's yeah, coming the from. packaging, oh. the stuff you put out is amazing. I've, I saw your very first round of intentionalities and 
I um, love it. it. It was amazing. And it's beautiful. It. It's packaged well. I mean, I don't even know how you do it. Um, I love it. Gift, but, I want it. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're still doing it. Do website? Absolutely. Yeah, let's let's talk about a couple of things. So let's talk about, because yeah. we do want to keep it to about 30. So let's talk about your website for intentionalities. Is it, yeah. it was the web address. It, we'll put it in it, here. It's I-N-T-N-T-I-O-N. A-L-I-T-E-A-S. You're probably going to want to edit that out, but yeah, intentionalities, you know, and and the word intentionality is actually about a philosophy of being intentional with your life, right? Um, Moving with purpose. And so it's just a play on that word, but it's tease. With tease. tease. That's awesome. Great. And if um, folks want to reach out to you and just have questions about stuff you do uh, or your book, um, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm actually building a, a site right now, Intentional Together, um, and that is going to be the place where the book lives and everything kind of comes together. It's going to be the umbrella brand for everything um, I care about. Um, and, you know, find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, it's awesome. Best way to do it. So, so happy we had the chance to do this. And I know we yeah. probably need more FaceTime together at some point, too. Um, mm. Wish I could just bounce. Pool time, right? Or pool Who's time. Pool time. I'll take, I'll take any time at this point. Um, hopefully we will see each other somewhere soon besides Zoom. Um, so grateful for you to be with us today. And uh, we're going to wrap up our show. If you guys um, want to reach out to us, right? Mm-hmm. We can, uh, we've got breaking balance at sparktankmedia.com. And um, we're looking forward to uh, you know, another series, but uh, this one was fabulous for me. This was a Thank win. Thank you, Molly. Really, win for so us. many good nuggets taken today. Um, very inspiring woman. So thank you. Really appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll see you hopefully next week. All right. Bye. See you.